When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So in this video today, I want to talk about this recent drop in stocks and what it's meant for gold and silver. There's this notion out there that they have seen a safe haven bid in response to this, this sell-off. I want to challenge that idea. I want to take issue with that idea. Um, I'm not so sure if this is a safe haven bid. When I think of a safe haven bid, first of all, I'm thinking of a much larger drop in an asset, whether it be stocks, real estate, bonds, etc., also, I'm thinking of a much larger safe haven bid, and ideally a, a, a safe haven bid that has a much larger physical element to it, physical silver and gold, not just paper. So I'll be going over that, but real quick, starting off here. By the way, I'm recording this video Friday morning, so this is prior to all the action on Friday in the stock market and precious metals, but this is not just about the recent crash. It's not just about the, the move up in precious metals. I want you guys to be thinking here critically about what is a safe haven bid and is this really caused solely by the stock market? Real quick, starting here by stock, starting off with stocks. You know, as you can see, this is a three month chart. A lot of momentum for a long time there. Stocks were just kind of defying gravity. In fact, I, I shouldn't even say stocks. I should say U.S. stocks because if you look at global stocks, there's a huge divergence between U.S. and a lot of other uh, markets. So, so steadily up, you know, all the way into September and then, you know, beginning of October, something changes. It starts to kind of fall off and then eventually it just totally falls off a cliff. In fact, you know, this recent drop, this, this whole year, honestly, kind of flies in the face of the whole buy and hold strategy. And I get it. You know, if you, if you look at a five-year chart, this looks a little bit more positive for somebody that's going to buy the S&P index or some any index or ETF or something and just hold on to it for a long time. Sure, this is a pretty decent return, I guess, over that period of time. But if you look at a one-year chart, well, I mean, the stock market is back to where it was around the beginning of the year, beginning of January. And when you count for inflation, whatever it's been during that period of time, it might even be, you know, same purchasing power of where it was back in like December of this year. So not a real significant change. This whole year's kind of been a disappointment. I mean, imagine putting some of your money into the stock market here and, and just going with a buy and hold strategy. Uh, well, if you bought the S&P 500 index, you're going to be pretty much even over this period of time. And, and certainly this has more room to fall. I don't know if it will or not. We'll find out. We'll find out. And by the time you guys watch this video, maybe you guys already know, but I just want to point that out. Now, as I was saying earlier, this safe, this safe haven bid that I was talking about, um, I will shrink this chart to like a one month so that there's a little bit of similarity between these two. So, you know, gold and silver, most of what we're focusing on right here is this right at the end, right on the right side of the chart, this safe haven bid. So silver and gold had come down a bit from their, I guess, rallies that were quickly squashed the week prior and the week prior to that, it seems like. And anyways, they're back down to the, around these levels. So gold around, you know, 1180, 1190, um, silver. I don't think there's a good, uh, I forgot to turn on the labels on this chart, but, but you know, silver was, was, was around like 1430. Um, and then the stock market starts to fall and silver and gold go up. It's got to be the stock market safe haven bid, right? Well, 
I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. In fact, if you look at this chart, this chart might tell you a little bit of a different story. Okay, so same two assets here. You got silver in the grayish silver color, gold in the yellowish orange color, um, and then red here. What is red? That is Chinese yuan to the U.S. dollar. Okay, so this is inverse of how I usually have it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure. And so usually you'd put the U.S. dollar first, and so what you'd see right here is the opposite, right? Basically, a stronger yuan. Okay, meaning that you know it went from where it was around like six point nine four um, down to like you know six point nine, six point eight eight. I don't know the exact numbers. Okay, now it's just reversed. Okay, so now it actually is true that when it goes up, you can think of that as a stronger yuan. Okay, and I've talked about this for a while now. Many other people have talked about this for a while, and I think the mainstream media is slowly picking up on it. That there seems to be some sort of a I don't want to use the word peg. But certainly a very strong correlation between the yuan and gold. And so, you know, you got to ask yourself, was that really the stock market that caused that bid? You know, there are some other events that were going on during that period of time that very well could have been the explanation. And one of them was uh, Secretary of Treasury, uh, Steve, Steve Mnuchin, um, I think meeting with some Chinese officials talking about um, I don't know, trade policy, currencies, etc. Well, anyways, not too long after, the yuan weakened significantly, right? Um, it, it could be the dollar just weakening as well, which it did, and, and that could cause part of the bid in, in precious metals as well. Um, so, so when I see somebody say, you know, this is a safe haven bid, we got to check those. I mean, what other things could potentially have caused them to go up? And, and who knows, maybe the stock market caused the dollar to go down, Maybe it caused the, the, the yuan-dollar pair to go up. Eh, maybe. But I think that there's other reasons for this. You know, when I think of a safe haven bid, first of all, when I think of a safe haven bid, I'm thinking of a pretty catastrophic event happening in the market. So I'm talking something like this, something like this, pretty sustained. Sure, you're going to get that short-term bid in the paper markets for maybe precious metals, just like you would for the bond markets. But... I, I'm still thinking of something much more, um, I guess, major. So, for example, in, in, in you know, 2007, 2008, when the stock market crashed, there was a safe haven bid for precious metals like we'd never seen before, especially silver. Especially silver. I mean, silver, you know, prior to the Great Recession, it was not that popular of an asset in terms of physical buying. I mean, how many people owned uh, silver coins, silver bars back then? It's a fraction, I think, of, of how many people own it today. Certainly how much is sold back then, just a fraction of what is sold today, even with uh, demand having come down a bit in the last uh, year or two. But then all of a sudden, we had the financial crisis. We saw the entire global economy, the entire financial system kind of teeter on the brink of collapse. And, you know, I think there were also some people out there that were kind of marketing precious metals as kind of the safe haven asset, which I don't think they were wrong. It's, it's no different than somebody marketing stocks as a great growth opportunity, a great thing to have in your uh, retirement portfolio. You had people marketing, you know, precious metals, including silver. And silver offered a very um, low, I guess, small barrier of entry for, for a lot of investors. You know, they didn't need to throw $1,000 into it by, to buy an ounce of gold. They could put, you know, 20, 30 bucks in at the time 
for, for an ounce of silver or whatever it was. In fact, you know, at the depths of, of the recession in 2008, you know, silver was below $10 an ounce, although, you know, purchasing it at that price is pretty difficult. Uh, but a lot of people got into the silver market and we saw this huge amount of demand. That's what I would consider a safe haven bid, right, away from the stock market. And then, you know, to add on to that, you had a safe haven bid away from the dollar, I mean, that was a really significant one that I think a lot of people were watching because you had the Fed go off on these unprecedented policies. I mean, that's lower interest rates to 0%, literally like the lowest they've been in a thousand years, if not longer. Let's um, print a bunch of money and, and call it some fancy name, quantitative easing, but really it's just us printing money and, and buying bonds and, and mortgage-backed securities, okay? People saw right through that, and they saw the threat that it posed to the dollar, that threat that it continues to pose today and they found they wanted to get out of that they wanted to diversify they wanted a safe haven asset and so you saw that demand for precious metals and so that's what i'm looking for you know if we look at this chart right here uh if we you know shrunk it down to like a five year you know if the s p were to fall, fall to 2000 or below you know um or even further i mean it certainly could fall further if you look at how high it is today compared to where it was back then it could fall to 1500 again sure or even low, I, I don't know what the, the low ultimately would be. But with a significant crash, a formal bear market in stocks as a 20 plus percent drop, then we're looking at a serious safe haven bid. And again, not just for the paper, but for the physical. Because ultimately, I think the physical demand would be strong enough to send the paper up, which sounds like a crazy notion in, in today's day and age, but I think it's a very real possibility. So you know, that's what I'm kind of looking forward to. Um, yeah, you know, I, I did want to show you guys something real quick here. Uh, Jim Cramer over on Twitter kind of had a funny tweet this morning. Um, so bear with me here. Uh, I don't know if you follow this guy on Twitter. He's, you know, well, you guys know Jim Cramer if you watch him over on, you know, CNBC or whatever it is. Uh, let's see here. I wanted to see this uh, tweet that he sent out. Um, I, thought, I found it humorous, and I don't know if I can find it or not. Anyways, basically, so what he was trying to say was that, uh, you know, I wonder if um, the Chinese communist government will allow their stock market to, to end the week on a down note. No, I'm sure they'll, they'll buy it up, you know. They're talking about this, um, what is it called, like the national team. In China, um, uh, basically the government comes in and they're kind of the plunge protection team. They don't want it to drop too quickly, uh, too fast. Here it is. Uh, oh, I missed it. Like right at the beginning. Will the Chinese communists really let the market be down today? Maybe they take it up at the close. You know they want their phony market to close up today. Mao's rolling over in his grave that they have to manipulate the market to maintain dominance. Let a thousand stocks bloom. Um I found this interesting because, first of all, I mean, you you have somebody immediately point out that, like, yes, I don't think anybody's denying that that, denying that, that manipulation occurs. But immediately, somebody points out that, hey, um, it's down, like, 20-plus percent on the year. Like, uh, here it is. They're not doing a very good job manipulating. It's down 22% on the year. They're right. I mean, now, I think this is part of the soft landing strategy of the Chinese government. Um, I think that manipulation can occur while also allowing it to drop. And I think that's what they've done. It has been a significant drop. But what I find humorous is is the absolute unwillingness of, of people like Jim Cramer to consider that, hey, maybe the stock market in the United States is, is controlled in a very similar manner. 
like, hey, maybe there's a plunge protection team, a national team in the United States that carries out very similar operations. I mean, how many times have we seen it where the stock market just behaves in the most bizarre ways? It'll be down 400 points in the day, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this bid appears. Is it the algorithms? Maybe. Is it people just buying the dip because they've just it's just a reflex for them now? Maybe. But if it is, it's probably a reflex because, you know, back in the day, the U.S. government or, or some entity would always come in just mysteriously at the end of the day, bid it up, right? Or, hey, futures are down. Well, let's just bid it up at the open, right? As soon as European markets close, let's just bid it up, right? And so I see the United States market as a much more manipulated market than, than the Chinese market, I would say. I mean, at least the Chinese, it's, it's more or less an accepted fact that, yeah, they manipulate it. But the United States, I mean, it's ridiculous some days, right? And to at least, you know, to just ignore the possibility of something like a plunge protection team operating in the U.S. markets just blows my mind. I mean, it's it, it just classic establishment financial media. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to get that off my chest. I just saw that tweet this morning, and I thought you guys would be interested in seeing it. And by the way, follow me over on Twitter. Uh, I think it's at SilverFortuneYT is in YouTube. Um, so follow me over there. You get a great, a lot of great content over there. Really, not really, but you know, uh, it's it's something else. I'm trying Twitter. So finally jumped on the Twitter wagon. I think I created one back in like high school or something like that, and uh, it might have been actually after high school. I just never really used it a whole lot, but I'll use this one a lot because you know it lets me talk about things like precious metals and finance and 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 whatever other topics pique my interest over there. So thank you for listening to me ramble for an extra five minutes this morning. Thank you for watching this video. As always, God bless.